0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host, Azra, and continuing our topic of Japanese popular culture, we're diving into the video gaming industry today. As you can tell by the title, we actually did an episode on Japanese video games, but we focus more on the big gaming companies. If you're interested in that one, check out our Season 1, Episode 8. Today's episode is slightly different. We're looking at how Japanese video games impacted the J-pop culture its history and evolution, as well as its influence domestically and overseas. If I hadn't made myself clear, Japanese video games are extremely significant in Japanese popular culture. The industry took the country by storm since about the 70s, and since then, it has even grown to dominate the rest of the world. Some even say that the development of Japanese games is the golden age of all video games. Sounds like a history lesson, I know. But it's pretty interesting, trust me. I promise I won't make you fall asleep in the next few minutes. We're also dropping in a few useful related vocabulary words to so pens, notebooks, and gaming consoles, and let's jump into it! Of course, the Japanese video game industry has the big gaming, kaisha, companies to thank for. Nintendo and Sony are just the two main ones I'll name drop. We have a whole episode talking about the various successful video games, their rises and falls, all that fun stuff. You video game geeks would love that. I especially enjoyed writing it. So again, that's Season 1, Episode 8. But hold up, we have to still walk through the history and evolution. See, in the early days, the industry had to compete with the likes of pool tables, slot machines, and penny drops. So the gaming industry started off as arcade games, around the 1960s and 1970s, with Periscope in 1966, a submarine simulator, and Pong in 1971, a table tennis arcade game. The next decade saw an uproar of arcade games. This includes Space Invaders in 1978 by Taito, which basically ignited the video game craze in the country. The first Star Wars movies was released weeks before this game came out, so the two cultural events combined. Shooting descending aliens with a laser cannon became a huge instant hit. The company Taito made $600 million from this game alone. Then we have Pac-Man in 1980 by Namco. This game pioneered the maze chase genre, And even today, it's still a popular one. A company, which tracks video game world records, counted the amount of times this arcade game was played, and the estimated number was about 10 billion times in the 20th century alone. By the time the mid-80s rolled around, arcade games also became a thing in the US and Europe. To boost the video game industry even more, Japanese creators decided to take the lead with new inventions. And by that, I meant with mobile gaming and to mean consoles with revolutionary video games to match. Home consoles closed the gap between those coin-operated games and home use. Nintendo popped the first few home consoles, called Family Computer, or Famicom, in 1983. About 37% of Japanese homes had a Famicom. In the US, released a few years later, it's known as Nintendo Entertainment System, and about 60 million units were sold in the 80s. At this time, Nintendo had revolutionized the home console market, So, it brought its attention towards mobile gaming. That's Mobile Game in Japanese. Say hello to the Game Boy in 1989, levelling up the mobile gaming for everyone. The game Tetris, which I know some of us still play today, was released with the trial version of the console. And here's a secret. Nintendo actually wanted to release a Mario game with it instead. And Sega's answer to keep up with the competition is with the game Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991, selling over 140 million copies. It was originally created to kind of go up against Nintendo's Super Mario, debuted in 1981 in the Donkey Kong arcade game. Fast-paced games like this made the Mega Drive console, or known as the Genesis in the US. Here came the console wars of the 90s. Long story short, Nintendo won and Sega stopped making home consoles. Then, Sony came out with the PlayStation in 1994, being the first console to sell 100 million units. Now, I'm not going too deep into the consoles, We covered that in Season 1, Episode 8. So we went from arcade games to portable and home console games. Now we have apps on our phones. Here's a quick vocab recap. Kaisha Company Game-ki Video game consoles Mobile game Mobile games For short, it's MOBAGE By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push, and congratulate you on the ones you've raised. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's true to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go, and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Japan's video game industry is, to this day, the testing ground for all sorts of innovative and new ideas. Go to any arcadeo arcades, in Japan, and you'll see an array of never-before-seen games, like drumming games and train simulators. Speaking of games, we said Super Mario earlier. Let's talk a bit about the evolution, or Shinka in Japanese, of games. Around the 90s, video games transitioned from 2D graphics to dynamically rendered worlds, with players moving freely, called 3D. Nintendo's 1996 Mario 64 wasn't the first 3D game, but it was the first to do it right. And alongside Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, this game is still considered one of the best of the generation. I mean, we have an apuri, a wrap, on our phones now to play Mario Kart. And don't get me started on RPGs. Some of you may not know that the origins of role-playing games in Japan start off as early as 1982. But it wasn't until the late 80s to early 90s that it was considered as the golden age of Japanese computer gaming. Dragon Slayer, Final Fantasy, Star Cruiser... Do I need to go on? Oh, and phone apps. Remember Pokemon Go? I was so obsessed with this augmented reality app when it first came out in 2016. I wasn't the only one. The game was downloaded over five hundred million times. While the game franchise Pocket Monsters go way back to 1996, the GPS and camera function of this app revolutionized interactive gaming apps of our century. People are up all night at weird spots in the neighborhood trying to catch them all. So the gaming industry has evolved so much, and it's continuing to evolve more than we can imagine. Makes you think what they're doing next. Here's a quick vocab recap. Arcade. Arcade, Appuri, Application, shinka, Evolution. The development of the internet, broadband connections, and teknologi technology has bursted a whole new life into the video game industry. I mean, we can compete with players across the globe from our bedroom desk. And we have an abundance of role-playing games for our choosing. So we can't deny the influence of J video games have on the rest of the world. But exactly what are the impacts of the Japanese gaming industry? For one, Japanese video games are now useful tools for education, offering benefits like clearing goals, structure and strategy, and scoring systems. Many games have been created since to include education-focused content. I mean, even Mario Kart can sometimes be educational. Agree to disagree on this one, guys. And because these video games have caught all the attention away from TV and film, these other media sources have to get their attention back somehow so tons of Japanese video games are made into anime or animation, TV and film. The live action of Mortal Kombat, for example, grossed more than $70 million. The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros, and Pokemon are just to name a few spin-offs of J video games. Music as well has developed so much since the rise of Japanese video game industry. When it first started out, games were just in arcades, so you don't need that much music. Now that we have RPGs and all, you need voice actors, composers, full orchestra ensembles, vocals. Some will agree with me on this, but sometimes the music makes the game. A lot of Japanese pop artists make music for video games, and offsprings of video games. But we'll get into that more in a later episode. And let's not forget visual arts. Video game visuals are now considered as an art form. You can't deny the creatives and artists of that. Who draws those characters? Who designs the world? Who styles their hairstyles and clothes? It's just undeniable that this multi-million dollar industry has impacted the world, not only spreading the love of Japanese video games, but also providing employment for other industries too. Now for a quick vocab recap. Anime, Japanese animation. technology, technology. Role-playing game, RPG. And there's my shot at briefly summarizing the history, evolution, and influence of the Japanese video game industry. It's quite amazing when you think about it, don't you think? How tiny arcade games were the starting point of the consoles and RPGs we now know and love. What are your favorite Japanese video games? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to the Master blog if you're interested in reading about topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking out some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking down the avenue of Japan's rich popular culture. Mata ne!